Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm JR Miserec. And today, well, sorry about that, JR. Today, we're going to be giving our annual March Madness podcast. Now, I know by the time this goes out, it might be a little ways away yet, but you know, we had some we had some time on our hands. Like, let's knock out a conference tournament predictions. Um, we're gonna go over maybe some sleepers, some busts, and then we're gonna end up picking our champion team. So yeah, that's kind of how this stuff is gonna be. Hopefully, we don't take multiple hours, but then again, it is us, so that can happen, but we'll see what we'll see how this goes. Hey, you know, selection Sunday is here. I believe it's in 12 days, but it is February 28th. And Ethan, do you know what holiday February 28th is? Well, I don't know. National Ethan Appreciation Day? That is not even close. Okay. It is March Eve. Tomorrow is March. So uh, I know you said it's not necessarily March Madness, but it is March it's Madness. March Madness. So, you know, without further ado, like you said, we're going to get into the conferences. What, there's 30-some conferences? We're going to go through and give our winners for these conference tournaments starting in the A-10. The Um, A-10. And, yeah, so I'm going to – I'll take Dayton for the A-10. That's right where I'm going. They're sitting second in the conference. But Dayton's Dayton's been one of those teams – the last couple of years, I think they're going to get it done. They're about two games back from VCU right now, who Joe Lenardi has in his bracket, I believe, is like an 11 seed. Yeah. The A-Sun tournament's already started. I watched Queens versus Florida Gulf Coast last night at 7 p.m. Uh, that's what conference basketball does to you. But, uh, Ethan, you have out of the A-Sun. All right. I'm going to take a well-known school for football. I'm going to take Liberty. I'm right there with you. They're tied there with Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State, I don't believe, has ever made the NCAA tournament. But that's not happening this year. That's not happening this year. No Kennesaw State in the tournament. I don't believe so. Wow. That's that's a a shock. Um, But, yeah, Liberty's just got such a good program. Uh, Three-time A-Sun player of the year. Um, He's won in the last three years. Darius McGee, the senior out of North Carolina. He's going to put on a show, this A-Sun tournament. Yes. Moving on to Ethan's favorite conference, the uh, Atlantic Coastal Conference. I have some yeah. choice choice uh, opinions on the ACC, especially this year, being the seventh uh, best conference in the net. But, uh, Ethan, who do you have winning the ACC? Well, uh, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of great teams, you know, in the ACC. You got there's there's not many good teams AC. I got I mean you know who I'm gonna pick. You know you know where this is going. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with my Blue Devils. We're on a hot streak right now. I just went and saw them kick the crap out of Virginia Tech. I know JR will appreciate that. But Dude, West uh, Virginia is solid. There you go. And so I'm gonna take my Duke Blue Devils in the ACC. For me, there's really one clear pick here. I think it's the only school from the ACC that I personally think can compete on the national stage. I will give you this, Ethan. I think Duke is probably the third best team in the ACC behind Miami and Virginia. Hey, I would like to add, we should have beat Virginia. The referees admitted it. So we we should be better than Virginia, but that's a, that's the story for another day. For me, I think Virginia is a little bit of frauds. I don't think they can compete. I don't really think that they're that good at all. Well, um, we're going to move on to bus. I actually, they might be on my bus list. 
I, I think I might be there with you. I'm, I'm riding the same way, but uh, but it hasn't been clear enough. Miami is my pick in the ACC. What a great guard duo. Isaiah Wong, Nigel Pack, they've got such a fun team to watch. Um, I got the chance to watch a full game of theirs. Ethan, you'll probably be upset because it was that game in uh, Coral Gables where they knocked out Duke by like 25. But such a fun team to watch. Such I'm a good team. About, I'm not mad about it. You know, we split the series one and one. So what can you what can you do? Next up, uh, the American East Conference, another one of those mid-major conferences where I would say it's kind of a clear favorite here. Yeah, you know, 13-2 and two in their conference, I got to go for mine. Yeah, I believe they were there last year. Um, and if they weren't there last year, they definitely were a good team last year. I know I remember that, but they're going to they're gonna do it. Um, you know, overall record, UMass Lowell actually has the better overall record, but 13-2 and two compared to 11-5. and five, I think it just kind of shows that Vermont's the class of the uh, AEC conference there. Yeah, and that record's kind of a little bit skewed because, you know, they had um, – Vermont had played some teams such as St. Mary's, USC, so they had some tougher games earlier in the year, whereas, you know, UMass Lowell, toughest game was Rutgers, and they lost. All right, uh, moving on to the American. Uh, uh, I guess you can consider it a mid-major, um, but there's there's one clear team, and – that's the team that has the number one next to their name right now. I I would assume you agree with me there. Yeah, I mean, you know, Memphis also is having a good year, you know, 22 and 7. I'm having a good year under Penny Hardaway, but you know, yeah, you gotta pick Houston, right? Yeah, I mean, you got such a good team, a team that's been to the final four, the Elite Eight, you know, a number of times over the last couple of years. They're back. Marcus Sasser, um, you know, you got a potential lottery pick and Drace Walker. They just got a great team. 27 and 2 shows it. I do agree with you there, though. Um, Memphis has had a good season in their own right. I would look for them to steal a uh, at large bid, possibly. Yeah, unless I think they I make it in the tournament. I mean, unless they like lose like their next two games in the first round of the conference tourney, I expect Memphis to definitely be in this, the uh, tournament as well. But it's got to be Houston. There's, there's no questions there. Another one of the power fives here, I guess power six since basketball, but the Big Ten used to be the hardest conference in the country. I think the Big 12 is kind of taking that total. Um, but who do you got in the Big Ten? Yeah, this one was a tough one for me, um, but I'm going to take the um, obvious choice. I'm going to go with Purdue. I mean, I think they just had such a good year. I know they've had a little tough time, I think, with Indiana. So look for that maybe matchup. Obviously, either late or maybe in the championship. I don't depending on how the seeding works. Um, but I, I'm going to take Purdue in this one. Yeah, you know, you you kind of mentioned the team that I'm going to take there, and that's the uh, Indiana Hoosiers sitting at number 15 right now in the country. Not only have they beaten Purdue, who seemed like the class of the field, you know, for a greater part of the season once, but they actually did it twice and on Purdue's home court. I believe it was by a decent margin too. Um, Eight points. Yeah. But Indiana might be the best team in the Big 12 if they were healthy at the beginning of the year. Um, Or the Big 10, the Big 10, yes. Um, You know, you got Trace Jackson Davis, who's a wooden contender right now, alongside Zach Eady uh, from Purdue. But realistically, I really don't see another team that competes 
to the level that those two teams compete. I think Northwestern is having a shockingly good season. Um, it's been a while since they've been in the tournament, but I, I think it really comes down to Purdue and Indiana, and Indiana's got Purdue's number, and they uh, did it I, with. I got a real. I got a quick question for you. you can finish up. I was just gonna say, you know, they they did it last last game against Purdue without a stellar performance from you know Trace Jackson Davis. It was the freshman Jalen Hood Safino that you know put in thirty five or thirty four and seven, I believe. You know, so they they beat Purdue arguably and statistically the best team in the Big Ten by eight in Purdue without their best player having the best game. Yeah. I was going to ask you, do you think Sparty gets in? Yeah, they're in. They're not yeah. going to be a high seed. They'll probably be an eight or a nine, ten, yeah. seven, somewhere between seven and ten. But that streak is, you know, that streak's still continuing. It's, what, 21, 22, some years like that under uh, – Coach Izzo there. I noticed there there are a number of teams that are on that bubble that have tournament streaks. Virginia Tech, Ohio State, UNC, um, Michigan, all teams that could, you know, possibly lose that tournament streak. But um, that's neither here nor there when it comes to conference tournaments. Indeed. Now, I mentioned best conference in the country by far the Big 12. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a West Virginia fan. I mean, the stats back it up. Quite literally, the worst team in the Big 12 blew out the best team in the SEC on their home floor. Um, in my opinion, anyone can win it. But if you had to pick one, who are you going? Yeah, this was maybe by far the toughest. With so many good teams, Kansas, Texas, Baylor, Kansas State, TCU. I mean, even like even West throwing West Virginia, who just beat – oh, they just beat Iowa State last night. But um, I'm going to take a, the team that won two years ago. I'm going with Baylor. Um, much Jalen Bridges hate, but I think it's going to come down to Baylor and Kansas. I, I think Texas, so Texas is a good team. Kansas State's a good team. Quite frankly, all of them are good teams. Um, but you got the last two national champions there for a reason. They've got, you know, reloaded teams. The big thing for me, and, you know, Baylor Baylor just, you know, won a big game. Oklahoma State away by double digits. I believe it was in the high teens without Keontae George, their star freshman. Yep. If Keontae George is healthy, I can definitely see making the argument for Baylor, but give me the defending national champs. Kansas is there for a reason. They're a top four seed for a reason. Um, yeah, I got to go Kansas, despite the fact that we took them to almost the edge for the first time in Allen Fieldhouse. Shout out Mountaineers. Mm-hmm. The team that makes the conference that makes it the power six, the Big East. Ethan, who do you have? Yeah, again, a lot of good teams in the Big East this year. But I'm going to go with UConn. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Um, you know, like you mentioned, there are probably five teams that are top 30 in the conference or the country. Um, Creighton being that one on the outside of the top 25, it's probably somewhere in there, you know, that 26 through 30, 31 range. There is a glaring difference in ranking, though, between the four teams that are ranked. 
you have UConn at 14, Xavier at 19, Providence at 20. But there is a team, one that I am not particularly fond of, but they are sixth in the country. Their offense is rolling. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. They're two games ahead of anybody in the Big East. There's a reason for that. I'm going to take the top dog out of the Big East, Marquette. However, watch out for Creighton. I think that they're a very, very good team, and not only would they make a splash in the Big East tournament, but March as well. Hey, and I noticed your your boys at Georgetown not having a good year, seven and twenty three this year. I'm glad. I don't like Georgetown for those uh, who are wondering what Ethan means by my boys. I am not a fan at all, so I'm very happy to see them down the dumps. Um, good friend of ours, Carson Bolash, however. Sorry about it. That uh, that's that's a rough one. He's a Georgetown Boys fan, so nice. I'm take gonna take it out west here from the uh, the Big East to the Big Sky Conference. Who do you have in the Big Sky, Ethan? I was between two teams. There's only two. I think only two teams really in this one, either Eastern Washington or Montana State. And I decided I was gonna pick Eastern Washington. You know, about two weeks ago, I would have told you, yeah. I agree with you. However, there's a glaring thing that I think, you know, plays into how good a team does when it comes to March. And we saw it last year with the UNC team. Um, I hate to bring it up, Ethan, but we saw it last year with the UNC team. They got hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Eastern Washington's currently on a two-game losing streak. Montana State is on a five-game winning streak. There. It's close. They're both 22-9. and nine. You know, Montana State's a game back from Eastern Washington, but I'm going to go Montana State. I was going to call them by their mascot, but I honestly don't know what type of cat that is. The Bobcat. Bobcat? All right, well, I'm going the Bobcats. <sighs> Big South. Um, I would argue there's one clear favorite here. I'm uh, hoping that you see that, but who do you got? Yeah, um, I'm taking UNC Asheville. I mean, they're they're 16 two in the conference. I I I would be I wouldn't be absolutely shocked if Longwood stole it, but I, I'm going to go with UNC Asheville. No, it's so Lind, Lindenwood is the D two that's now D one that can't go there. So it's, well, Longwood's able to get into the tournament. They were there last year, were they not? I think so. They were like a I, I believe I believe they were the team that was there last year out of the Big South, but. It's a four-game difference. I think that's good enough to know that you know, UNC Asheville is the favorite and they're there for a reason. Obviously, it's March and anything can happen, but UNC Asheville, the clear favorite, that's my pick. Um, and you'll probably see them come March. Going back out west, the Big West, uh, a lot of your California schools there, three teams tie the top of the conference, UC Irvine, UC Riverside, and UC Santa Barbara. Which of those three or one of the other teams do you see winning? No, I kept it within those top three. You know, it was a tough decision, but, you know, UC Irvine's on a two-game losing streak. UC Santa Barbara's on a two-game on a two-game winning streak. So I'm going to take UC Santa Barbara. I think getting hot at the right time there. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm pretty sure they were the team there out of the Big West last year, were they not? They didn't they, didn't they upset or almost upset somebody? But then again, I'm just looking at it. UC Riverside's on a four-game winning streak right now. Yeah, I'm starting to mm, – I'm trying to look through these con- out-of-conference games. 
for me, you chose Santa Barbara, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with you. Um, technically, they're third in the conference. I'm not entirely sure how, since they've actually got the better overall record. Um, they're coming on a two-game win streak. But the thing that sticks out the most for me that sets them just a little bit more apart is they have early in-conference wins or out-of-conference wins over Fresno State and um, Pepperdine, who's out of the WCC. Now, are either of those two teams really, really good? No. But they stand out a little bit more than the out-of-conference games that I'm seeing here for uh, UC Irvine outside, actually. I, I take that back. I'm pivoting. UC Irvine, they're going to do it. Um, they beat Oregon early this year. They took San Diego State down to the wire. Forget everything I just said. UC Irvine's my pick. Dang. Conference USA, that's the next one up. Um, they had a team ranked here for a little bit, and they lost a game or two. They're back on the right track with a two-game win streak. I'm talking about FAU. Ethan, is that ranked team or almost ranked team the one you're going with, or are you choosing from one of the others? For sure going with FAU. Obviously ranked in the top 25 this year, 16-2 and two in their conference, 26-3 and three overall. And they're what they're – two of their losses – well, they lost to UAB and Middle Tennessee State. But like you said, they're back on a two-game win streak, and the other loss came to Old Miss. So I'm gonna, I but I still think being ranked top twenty-five, FAU's got to be the favorite here. See, this is where I'm gonna disagree with you, and this is why. There's a team that struggled for you know the middle part of the season. West Virginia was kind of hoping they would turn into a quad one win or a high quad two win, and right now it's just about mid quad two. I'm talking about UAB. We, uh, you know, I got to see them play front row. Got to watch Jordan Jelly Walker, uh, the athletic freak, and Eric Gaines. It hurts because it takes an at-large bit away from West Virginia, but I'm going to go UAB, and I think that FAU can sneak into the tournament regardless of if they don't win the conference tournament. I got the Colonial. That's where your Delaware Blue Hens are. Um, but I hate to break it to you. I don't think they're going to do it because there hey, are two you know teams. What? You know what? I said it. I said it last year, and I'm going to say it again. Fight, fight, fight for Delaware. Delaware takes the Colonial. We weren't supposed to do it last year. We steamrolled through everyone and won the Colonial. I think – we do it again. Jair Davis, Martin Inglesbury is the coach. We're going to win it. I'm not riding your wave. Not even close. I'm going to stick with the top two in the conference. Um, they're tied as of right now conference-wise, but one of them just has a way better, you know, record. And that's a team that took UNC to the wire. I'm going to go College of Charleston. I think that they might still be able to get in. If Hofstra or anybody else, Delaware included, steals the Colonial from them. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with College Charleston. Just like YUM with FAU, it's a team that's still receiving votes, I believe, was as high as the low teens or high 20s. I'm going to go to College of Charleston there. Um, 
one of my favorite leagues to watch, and I'm very excited because there's a game here in about three hours that I'm really, really excited to watch, and that's 13 and 18 Detroit Mercy taking on Indiana Purdue Fort Wayne. That's because Antoine Davis is getting ready to break Pete Maravich's scoring record. Um, They need a win in that game. It might not happen, you know. He needs like 62, I think. It's kind of similar to what LeBron needed, but he's only got a game. Yeah, that's cool. And they're in the conference tournament, so it's like win in advance. So if they lose, he has has to score 62 in this game to break it. Because this is it. He's done after this, right? Yeah, he's a fifth-year senior. Yeah, it's over for him. So he's – if they make the whole way to the championship, he'll break it for sure. But it's just if the team can get there or not. But I'm not going to take any of those teams. I'm going to go with 15-5 and five in the conference, 23 and overall. I'm going to take the favorite Youngstown State. Yeah. Um, trust me, I wasn't saying that either of those two teams would win it. They're, they're down there in the bottom um, of, of the conference. Um. Although I, I really want to see him break that scoring record. I think that'd I be don't. really cool. You know, I, I gotta keep the the, the that there's there's a, there's this is a record that a jazz man has broken. I'm not gonna let it go. All right. Um, but I'm gonna go with yeah, he, young. I will say if he, he is a great player, so if he does break it, I'm not gonna be too shocked. But I, I, I like Pistol Pete. All right. I'm gonna stick with it, you know, go Youngstown State. Maybe a little bit of West Virginia bias. Ethan, do you know why? No, I don't. Your head coach is a former West Virginia alum. So I'm going to ride with the Mountaineer head coach. Um, I'm going to take the Youngstown State team. That is top of the conference there. Uh, Next conference that we've got coming up is the – all right, my phone's not loading. Ivy League. Yeah, we got the Ivy League. I believe they have the lightest championship of them all. If I'm not mistaken, it's after the Power Fives. A couple teams in there that could do it. Ivy League's not necessarily known for their basketball. So where are we going with this Ivy League showdown? Like, if I'm being honest, I don't really pay attention to Ivy League basketball all that much. So I went a lot by record here, and I took Yale. Um, not a bad pick. I think Columbia and Dartmouth are probably the only two that don't have a shot in my eyes. Nine wins, seven wins, that's no, just no. That's all I can say. I'm going to go Penn, and it's that momentum thing. Everybody's, you know, on a win streak. Princeton only one game, which means they lost their game before that. But Penn's on an eight-game win streak. Um, that's another team that I, I watched play, uh, West Virginia. They've got one of the leading scorers in the country and, uh, you know, guard Jordan Dingle, averaging like 23, 22 points a game. I'm going to go Penn out of the Ivy League. I believe they're the Quakers, right? Yeah, the Quakers. And then we got the Mac with two A's, um, not to be confused with the Mac Shin. But who do you got out of the Mac? Yeah, so – and by the way, the NAAC, I'll just explain, is that it's the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, just if you didn't know that. Um, yeah, I mean, not too really much a debate for me, in my opinion, on this one. I think Iona 
by far is 22 and 7, 15 3 in the conference. I think it's theirs to lose. Yeah, it's a it's a real runaway. Um the next four best teams in the conference all have lost at least their last game, if not more. They're on a nine-game win streak. They've got the best record overall. They've got the best conference record. They look good. Iona, got to be my pick out of the MAAC. Um, then we're moving on to the Mid-American, the MAC, the MACTION, one of the most fun conferences to watch in the country. Ethan, who do you have from the MAC? Got to be Toledo. I mean, they haven't lost a game since January 10th. And I don't see that ending until it may be March Madness. I think they can steamroll everyone, go win the, the MAC, the good old MAC, and, you know, keep it going. For me, it's a team that makes me think about last year and what could have been. If you recall last year, Kent State had a really, really good team. They had a shot at the NCAA tournament, and their players did something stupid and got themselves suspended. Mm -hmm. Those players are playing this year. Kent State's a game back in the MAC. Toledo's a good team. Don't get me wrong. As you said, they're on a 13-game win streak, but I think Kent State might be the better team there. So I'm going to go Kent State. Out of the MEAC, the M-E-A-C, who do you have, Ethan? Yeah, the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. Um, Again, really don't – no offense if you like the M-E-A-C. Not, not really, though. I don't pay attention to it all that much, unfortunately. Um, But I'm going to go based on record again. I know Howard's got a better conference record, but I'm going to take Norfolk State. Yeah, it's definitely a tough pick. I mean, there are four teams within two games of each other there at the top of the conference. Even throw in Morgan State there, three games back from the top. Um, it's tough to tell. You know, there's there's a lot of factors. You got ten and three in conference. Howard at the top, but then you got you know twenty and nine Norfolk State, and then you got a team like you know North uh, NC Central. North Carolina Central there. They're on a six-game win streak. They've got some momentum going. I'm going to go with you, though. I like the 20 and 9. 20 wins is a nice number. Norfolk State's going to make it a couple more than just 20, though. And I think they're going to win the MEAC. Um, one of the better mid-major conferences up next, we got the Missouri Valley Conference. They've got some, you know, they've had some fun teams over the last couple of years. Which of these teams do you see making it out, Ethan? Yeah, you know, this I'm going with a team that hasn't lost since January 21st. And this is the Bradley Braves. I mean, my and my funny story, my grandparents actually attended Bradley. Um, the one the one game I remember them going to was at Duke. I think they lost by 40, but I think they win this time and I think they go to the they go dancing. I like that. Definitely a definitely a, a very solid pick. Um History, I I really like one of the old Belmont teams, but I think that they might they might be just a little off this year. Bradley's got everything going for them. You know, I, I look at their their conference schedule. It's a little rough. I'm not I'm or they're they're out of conference schedule. It's a little rough. But yeah, how how do you pick against the Braves? They they look like they're 
you know, they look like they're the best team coming in out of the NBC. I think they're going to be the best team coming out. I think you're going to see them in March Madness. The Mountain West. Yes. I think that, 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 that's a conference that can steal a number of at-large bids. I would go as far as saying two at-large bids plus the automatic, possibly three. Yeah, so – I think regardless of what happens, I'm going to pick San Diego State, but I think even if they lose, I think they still get in, obviously, because they're, you know, 18th in the nation, had a really good year, 23-5, and 14-2 in the conference. But honestly, I you could there, there's definitely an argument for Boise State, Nevada, and Utah State all to get in. I mean, heck, even if New Mexico State sitting at 29, they have a good run in the tournament, maybe if they don't win. Wait, did I say New Mexico State? Yes. Yeah, New Mexico, my apologies, the New Mexico Lobos. Even if they if they have a good run, you could maybe see them maybe get it sneak in there too. But I'm gonna pick San Diego State. Normally I wouldn't have stopped you there, but um you know anything about college basketball in New Mexico State. Well uh... Oh, oh yeah, there there's some issues with New Mexico State, aren't there? They don't have a basketball team right now, so yeah, there, there's some there's some issues going on there. So apologies for that. New Mexico Lobos, not New Mexico State. I like what you said though. I think New Mexico could shake it up. That's a team that was undefeated for a while, and you know they were ranked at one point. San Diego State's been kind of the class of the field, but also it's been you know a deep mid you know not Midwest um, Mountain West conference in the last couple of years i'm gonna go boise state though just shake it up why not i think boise state can do it right now they're on the bubble so they definitely could uh pull an at-large bid if they're not able to do it but yeah we're gonna knock off the ranked san diego state aztecs and boise state's gonna do it you think regardless san diego state still gets in the tournament 100 i don't think Even if they lose in their first game, they're still going to get in. Yeah, I would think so. All right, now on to a conference, which I didn't know where to start, if I'm being honest. The Northeast Conference. The neck. The neck. Let let me just phrase it. If you don't, I don't really pay attention to the the neck, and I don't know know how many people do. But if you don't, the best team's record in that conference is 17 and 14. So let's just start there. Okay. Now conference records, I'm taking, I'm going to take Merrimack because they have a 12 and four conference record, but they're 15 and 16 overall. So not, not a good, not a good look there, but um, I'm going to take Merrimack, but man, the, the NEC just not overall records. Very, very suspect. No, no at large bids. Let's just say. Yeah. I think it's a one done conference. Uh, like most mid-majors, but definitely this time. Um, It's hard to not pick against Merrimack, just being two games ahead on an eight-game win streak. Everything's looking good for them outside of that win-loss record overall. I'm going to go Merrimack. I wouldn't be surprised if Stonehill does it. However... Stonehill is new to D1, so they cannot go to the tournament, and oh, therefore Merrimack right. College would take the the bid there. Yeah, so, they won the, if that's the case, the what is not the regular season winner go? Yep, it's the one seed because remember that happened last year, like Jacksonville and Jacksonville State, where 
whoever it was won the conference tournament and they weren't able to go. But Jacksonville or Jacksonville State beat the one seed and yet still couldn't go despite beating them or something like that. So that, that's that's another case like that. What do you think of that rule? I I, I hate I it. I, I understand I understand a year maybe, but I don't even like that if I'm being honest. Here's here's my thing. It's like sorry, we're going off a little bit of a tangent here, but it's like if if you can prove that you can play at the D one level coming from a D two school, why shouldn't you be allowed in the tournament? Right? Well, I think the, I think the crazy thing is that a number of these D two schools actually not only compete at the D one level, but they do it well. I mean, we saw it last year with Bellarmine. Um, we saw it last year. I can't remember what team it was, but you know, it, it's it's happened a couple times here where these teams just you know. They win these conference tournaments. They're a top three, top four, top two, maybe even the class of the field of their conference, and they just can't play. And quite frankly, what 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 player is going to want to go, all right, cool, I'm going to play my regular season, I'm going to play the conference tournament and have no shot at getting a national championship, even if it is a small D1 like Stonehill. You know, I, just, I don't like that. I don't like the rule at all. Um mm-hmm. Just, just not a fan. But moving on, the OVC, the Ohio Valley Conference, Moorhead State is the class of the field there. Three games ahead. Who do you have? I got who you just said, Moorhead State. They are the class of the field sitting at 14-4, and four, having a really good year on a five-game winning streak. I don't see that ending, and I think they will take it. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. It's another team that I got to watch, you know, front row here in the West Virginia University Coliseum. Good team. You know, we we took care of them handily, but it's a good team. So they're my pick. Shout out Lindenwood. That's another one of those D2 to D1 schools. Shout out TJ Crockett, one of our former interviewees, played there at Lindenwood University. Pac-12 time, another Power Five. I think it's a weak year for the Pac-12 as well. Who do you see being the conference tournament winner? I think there's two top dogs, no questions asked. Or do you see an upset? No upset. No upsets here. My vote was between Arizona and UCLA. I'm going to take the top dog, UCLA, on a eight-game win streak. And actually, interesting, Thursday they play Arizona State. Saturday. They play Arizona. Oh, here we go. Could be a preview there, the uh, Pac-12 championship. I'm going to go with the other team there, Arizona. Um, I just think they're the better team. I, you know, I I know the record's fairly similar similar overall, and Arizona's not necessarily as good in the conference. I know they lost in the buzzer beat at Arizona State a couple games ago. You know, they, they have two other losses there in conference. One of them is a glaring away loss to Stanford, who really isn't that great of a team this year. Um, and then the other one is a home loss to Washington State. So there's there's been some times, but when they're on, they're on. You know, you got Tabellis down in the post. You got three-point specialist, Kirk Creesa. They're one of my favorite teams to watch, you know, I could see USC doing it, though. 
you know, they, they have a, they have a healthy, I'm not even going to say his name because I can't pronounce it. Uh, Vince with an I at the, uh, to start his last name, not even going to go for it. He's healthy. You know, he suffered that sudden cardiac arrest and preseason, you know, he missed a big portion of the season. He's back. He's healthy. Boogie Ellis, you know, you got, you got a good team there in Southern California. Wouldn't be shocked if they knock off those top two, but I'm still going Dude, that's Arizona. Easy. That's easy to pronounce. It's I would Chukwu. That's easy to pronounce? I would Chukwu. I think. I'm hoping. So apologies, Vince, if I actually accidentally mispronounce that, but I, that's how I think it is. But wow. still easy after saying it out loud. I would Chukwu, I think. I'm hoping. If it's not, I, I do apologize, but. Patriot League, the Ivy League, uh, but a step lower. Um, if you don't pick Colgate here, we're gonna have a big problem. Colgate 17 and 1, 23 and 8 in the season. They are the top, top dog of that league. I don't see anyone else beating them. Yeah, you pretty much hit on every point except for the fact that not only are they the top dog this year. Pretty sure they have a three-year streak of being in the tournament, looking to extend it to four. I will happen. say, guess who they lost to? They they lost to Delaware. So, so are we saying Delaware can make it? Who knows? No, no, that's not at all what I'm saying. The SEC, one of the deeper conferences in the country. Indeed. Now. We're not going to get into why or like whatever's going on with Alabama, but there there's some there's some situations you know playing out right now, and you've probably heard about them if you know anything about college basketball. So we're we're not going to get into that, obviously. Um. So I'm going to take Tennessee. Give me Kentucky. Yeah, there you go. Everyone counted them out at the beginning of the season. They looked like an awful, you know, falling apart team. People were calling for Coach Calipari's head. They're ranked for the first time in a really, really long time. They are ranked. They have the defending national player of the year, Oscar Sheboy. I do not like you one bit, but you're the reigning defending player of the year. Yep. You have a freshman, top-tier freshman, probably one of the best five to ten freshmen in the country in case of Wallace. And you know what? They're hitting their stride at the right time. I got Kentucky. Alabama's probably my second pick. There's a reason they have a two next to their name. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the upset there. Kentucky, I think they're going to do it. The SWAC, the SWAC. Who you got? The SWAC. Here we – this is a great conference name. I love the SWAC. Um, But I'm going to take – a team that sits well, there's actually this is a tough one because you know Alcorn State and Grayland State both sit 13 and 3 in the conference. But um I I just think Grambling State's on a nice little win streak, seven game win streak, and you know, I don't I don't see that ending. Hmm. What I'm kind of looking at my pick right now, just trying to figure out where I want to go. Kind of wish that Grambling and Wisconsin played because that would show me a little something. Right now, I'm leaning towards Grambling State with you. Um, 
And as I look at Alcorn State's out-of-conference record, you know, I'm going to stick with that pick. I'm going to go with Grambling, knock off Georgia logo. We're going to go with Grambling State there. Um, as my team out of the SWAC. Mm-hmm. Another mid-major. We're coming to the end here. I believe we have about six or seven more conferences. We're going to go to the Southern. The Southern, yeah. Again, two teams sitting at 15-3 and three in that conference, Furman and Sanford. However, I am going to be taking – I don't even know what their, their mascot's called, the Paladins. The Paladins, Furman Paladins. I'm going with the Furman Paladins. They just beat Sanford on their home floor, 93-79 to um, this past Saturday. I got them winning. Yeah, I think they're a little bit better than any other team there. I know that the records are pretty similar – even throw in UNC Greensboro there, you know, a game back from those two. But I like Furman. They've made it into the tournament here once or twice in the last couple of years. I think they're going to do it again. Very similar conference name, the Southland. The Southland. Here we go. This is a tough one, too, because I – but I'm going to take the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders. You know, they're 20 and 10 on the year, 13 and 4 in conference. Um, best point differential by far. I got the uh the good old islanders there. I don't even know what logo this is. Well, I know what logo it is. I don't know what it's supposed to be of. Northwestern state. The and it's wondering, huh? They're called the demons. Just the demons. Oh, yeah, the Northwestern State Demons. All right. Well, I'm going the demons, I guess. Um, one reason, one reason only. They're good, and they have Hansel Emanuel. I know that's two reasons, but the oh, that they're right. good part. Yeah. Now Hansel Emanuel's not doing too much of anything for them. Just a great story there. Uh, probably one of my favorites in college basketball this year. But uh, shout out to them. Northwestern State's gonna see the big dance. And Hansel Emanuel will be there when they win the conference tournament. The Summit. I mean, there's a clear-cut favorite here. And it's our good old buddies from the COVID March Madness tournament. We're going, or at least I'm going with Oral, the Oral Roberts Golden Eagles. Max Avis is still there, still balling out. I think they make a return. And I think they they win the conference tournament. Yeah, you know the the other two teams that I've mentioned could steal and at large bids, not counting the uh, the Mountain West because they're definitely going to steal one at least. But you know, not FAU, Charleston, might even been a third team that I said could steal one. This is definitely one that steals one. I don't care what happens. Oral Roberts is in the tournament. I think they're a better team than they were a couple of years ago when they had that little run. But I'd be stupid to not choose them for the Summit League tournament. I mean, yeah, 18 and up. They haven't lost yet. How can yeah. you choose them? But they're they're clear-cut way above the competition in the conference. Got to go Oral Roberts. The Sun Belt, the Fun Belt, who do we have? 
This is a tough one, man. This is a really tough one. Because there are probably, I'd argue, six or seven teams that could win. But uh, with that being said, I'm going to go with the Marshall Thundering Herd. I like that pick. West Virginia supports West Virginia. They have a phenomenal guard in Tavion Kinsley, um, averaging 22 points a game. They also have another guard, um, Andrew Taylor, 20 points a game, five boards, five assists, five boards for Kinsey, five and a half assists. I'm going to stick in the state, and I'm going to go Marshall Thundering Herd. They're going to win the Sun Belt. Let's go. The whack. Okay, the whack. Again, a lot of good teams in here. You got Utah Valley, Sam Houston State, Southern Utah, SFOS, and Seattle. Even throw in Grand Canyon if you'd like. But with that being said, I'm going to take Sam Houston State on a five-game win streak. Um, Having a really good year, sitting at 12-4 and in the conference, second in the conference. I got Sam Houston State. The Bearcats. For me, Utah Valley is just a fun team. Well, not even that. They're just a fun school to think about. Utah Valley University. I don't know. I like it. I think they have something to prove, too. You know, they, they lost the number one transfer in this year, Fardaz AMAC to Texas Tech. I think they got something to prove. They can do it without them. I think they're going to do that. They're going to take home the WAC Conference Championship, both regular season and the tournament. And finally, the West Coast Conference. The conference that I think has got an awful reputation and is so undeserving. Gonzaga, St. Mary's. Someone else, Ethan, who do you have? Yeah, um, you know, normally every year it's like, oh, Gonzaga, easy. This year, it's a, I'm still going to take Gonzaga, but it's a little tougher because St. Mary's having a heck of a year. I think St. Mary's, you would agree, probably gets in the tournament regardless of the outcome, right? Yeah, both those teams are locks, I would say. A hundred percent, Um, but I'm going to take Gonzaga. You know, they just beat St. Mary's 77-68. They got that momentum going forward if they ever meet in the title, so I'm going to take the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm going to go there with you, too. I think they're almost coming. Oh, they're almost becoming underrated. You know, they're they're not having the same season that, they used, that they're used to. They've had four one-seeds in the last five years. They're a 10 right now in the country, um, so I, that puts them around that two to four range. But I'm still going to go Gonzaga. LMU. Team to watch out for. It's a team that's beaten both Gonzaga and St. Mary's this year. They could steal a show. They could definitely steal a show despite being nine and seven in conference. Fair enough. And I believe that 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 leads us to the actual tournament, the actual yes, March sir. Madness tournament. We're going to start looking at some sleepers, some busts. And I was going to say, I think when we when the brackets come out, I think. Jared and I should maybe post – we can maybe post a picture of our brackets on Instagram, and then we can kind of compare after the fact and see if bracket was better. Maybe a little friendly competition there. Um, yes, so where do you want to start? You want to start with the champ? Do you want to start with favorites, the sleepers, or the busts? Hey, let's come out strong. Who's winning? All right. Now, my pick for winning is 
is a team that I also picked to win their conference tournament, respectively. I think Zach Eady and the Boilermakers get it done this year. Yes, sir, indeed. First time in 23 years a Big Ten team would have won a championship. Hey, I think it's about time. Mm. Now, who I want to win the championship, we all know who I want to win the championship, but that's another story. Um, JR, who's your champion? I want to say it's a Big 12 team, and I would love for it to be the old Golden Blue. And we're going dancing where it's happening. West Virginia's in the tournament. No questions asked. Hey, go with Golden Blue. You want good old Flight Boohens to be the champion. Let's go. I appreciate that. Back to back. Ooh. We're going back to back. Kansas Jayhawks. Gotta be. Dang. All right, all right. I I could see it. And then I'll I'll go. So I guess we'll run, we'll go into our favorites. And I got Purdue. My I got I picked four favorites. I got Purdue, Kansas, Baylor, and the UCLA. And I also put in parentheses. I think a lot of teams from the Big Twelve could make a serious run in the tournament. So I just put the Big Twelve as a whole. All right. Um, for me. I had to pick five teams. Obviously, Kansas is in there. I'm going to go Alabama, Houston, Kansas, Indiana. I'd argue that that might fall into sleeper just because they're 15. Yeah. Um, Baylor, if they get Keontae George back, yes, I'm showing Big 12 love. That's three Big 12 teams, and I'm including Houston in that because next year they'll be the Big 12. My fifth team, Arizona. I talked highly of them. Arizona. All right, all right. Arizona, Kansas, Alabama, Houston, Indiana. And Baylor. Indiana's a cow. That's who my top five, my favorites are. Oh, yeah, I'll go one more, too. Um, You know what, I'll throw Arizona in there, too. I think UCLA and Arizona both both come in there. So I'll, I'll throw in Arizona as well. Sleepers or busts? We want to talk about who's going to do good or who's going to do bad. Well, let's talk about who's going to do good first. Yeah, I I have two sleepers. I said the my SEC champion winner, Tennessee. I think the last couple of years they've had a they've they've had some pretty good runs going to the Sweet Sixteen and all that stuff. But I think this could be the year for good old Rick Barnes and those those Tennessee balls. As much as it pains me to say it, I I think Tennessee. I'm not going to say they're going to win or anything, but I think they could. Then. My second team. Who who do you think my second team would be as a sleeper? I, I'm just I, just take a guess, Jar. If you had to get to pick one, the UNC Tar Heels. I they might be sleeping during the tournament, but um, <laughs> no, they might actually get in now because of beating Virginia and Florida State. But um, um, no, it's gonna be Duke. Duke's gonna be a sleeper. They've. I mean, and I'm not just saying that because the Duke. I mean, we've had we've, we're on a four game win streak. You know, we've had really good goals. We had a huge game tonight against NC State. They they slacked us by 24 um, the last time we played. So so hopefully, um, so hopefully we can get some revenge there, and then we play UNC on Saturday. 
but um, I got Duke is another one of my sleepers. I think we're just hitting a good spurt right now. You know, I think we get to go far again, not going to declare a champion, but maybe we could. And then I'm going to throw in, I'm going to throw in Oral Roberts. You said you, so you think they got a better team than they did when they made that little run in 2020, correct? Yep. I agree. I think so. I think so too. I think they can make a sweet 16 elite eight run St. Peter's style. Oral Roberts walked so St. Peter's can run. So I don't know how much I like that reference. That's okay. Fair enough. Um, I think there's a number of teams that are in the low teens, high 20s that are ranked that I can see doing it. I gave Indiana a lot of high praise. I gave Miami a lot of high praise. I think Kentucky's a sleeper team that I could see like in the Elite Eight. Um, Creighton as well, just outside the top 25 at 26. I won't talk about the 2015 in the country, though. Um, I think Creighton can do it. I think another team that's kind of, you know, outside of the top 25, if they can find their step, Arkansas can do it. They've had a rough year. You know, yeah. they've had Trevon Brazil went down. Um, you know, Anthony Black has shown spurts of why he's going to be a potential lottery pick. Nick Smith is finally, you know, playing for them after the knee injury. Arkansas is kind of a sleeper. A lot of people thought they were going to be good, and a lot of people thought they were going to be bad. And they're right up there. I believe they're, you know, they're 20 or 34th, I think, in the country right now. Mm-hmm. I could see them doing it. Yep. Fair. Fair enough. All right. Now on to the part that causes a little more drama. Who who do you think are going to be busts? I'll, I'll, as usual, I'll start off. As mentioned before, I said Virginia, I think it's going to be a bust in the tournament. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not vibing with Virginia really too much this year. You know, they've had a, they, they beat Louisville by three. They beat Notre Dame by two. They, they should have lost to Duke. They've lost to Virginia Tech. They just lost by 15 to Boston College. And they just lost by eight to UNC. So really not vibing with the the Cavaliers right now. I think I think they're gonna they're gonna slide down the rankings a little bit, and I think they could get knocked out in the first or second round there. Um, another team, Alabama, as one of my busts. This is purely based on the situation we've been talking about before. I think that's just putting a dark cloud really over their program. Well, you're shaking your head at me for why. Because the day after that everything happened, Brandon Miller went and dropped 41. I understand that, but my my thing is, will Brandon Miller even be allowed to play in the tournament? Yeah. That's my thing. The decision would have already been made. Fair enough. But I I don't know. I see I could see Alabama slipping out. And then my third team, you have as one of your favorites. I'm I don't like Houston. I know the number one of the 27 and two, but they're in the American. There's just not a lot of strength of schedule there. If they didn't, if they went to the Big Twelve and next year, if they go to the Big Twelve and do that, fair enough. Like you're your top dog, clear favorite. But in the American, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not vibing with it. I I don't think I think they can maybe make a I don't know Sweet Sixteen appearance, but as a number one seed, you're expected to go farther than that. So I don't see them going farther than the Sweet Sixteen. All right, before I get into my. Uh... Before I get into my picks as the busts, the ones that I don't think are going to be doing good, going to my good friend Wikipedia. Why? Because, okay, it's not updated. 
I understand the argument that Houston's like, oh, they're in the American. They're not a good conference. They're only good because of this. You don't get the number one seed because you're, you know, not a good team. You don't get the number one seed because you're a good team. All right. Okay, here's, here's my question then. If they are in the Big 12, do you think they're still that record? No. Okay. Because there's not a Big 12 team that's even close to that record. Okay. If they're put in the ACC, do you think they still have that record? Maybe a loss or two more, yeah. I don't know. It's It may be my power five, power six bias, but I just don't see them making past Sweet 16. I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping they prove me wrong, but I, I personally don't see it. I'll ask you this much. When's the last time that Houston missed out on the Elite Eight? That's a fair question. That's a fair point, you know. I, I totally forgot Houston, like, Houston's been there a couple times. All right, fine. But here's, okay, here's my thing. You get you got me a little bit. But as the number one overall seed, you're expected to win the whole thing, right? Arguably, yeah. Arguably. You're expected to at least make the final four. I would agree. I don't think I'm gonna say I'm gonna boldly say I don't think they make the sweet 16, let alone the final four. Okay. Obviously, I could be proven massively wrong. I really could. But apart from Memphis, when you look at the American this year, Tulane's got the best team at 17 and 9. Cincinnati's 19 and 11. Temple's 15 and 14. I just don't think there's as good as competition in there. I would agree, but I think that's also why Houston's going to the Big 12 and everyone expects them to be good. Fair enough. I mean, if if they go to the Big 12 and dominate, you know, fair enough. But, like, I don't know. I just think – I don't know. I'm just – I'm not vibing with Houston in all honesty. I know that I'm one overall seed, but I don't know. So I can't give you a number on how many busts I have because it's not set in stone – how many teams are going to make it out of the ACC? However, my busts are every team not named the Miami Hurricanes out of the ACC. Yeah, every every team. Pitt, Virginia, Duke. I don't even know if there's going to be another team out of the ACC. NC State, they might be all right. Clemson, sorry, Luke. They're not going to do good. Um, Yeah, no, I don't like any of those teams out of the ACC. If you had to go towards the top, you have them as your favorite. I have them as a team that could lose first or second round. Who? Purdue. Purdue, really? They've lost four of their last five, including a game at home. Okay, okay. Outside of that, um, that might be it. I I will I'm gonna throw in an argument for Duke here. You know we've had some tough losses. I will say early in the year we went toe to toe with your top dog in the Big Twelve and almost won. Too experienced. Yeah. So so were we? That's not an argument. No. Duke's to an experience to go past the Sweet 16. 
Really? Okay. All right. I don't. You, you probably are right. Here's the thing, <laughs> but I don't know. I I I could see them. I don't. I've seen way in the championship, but I could see an elite eight maybe appearance. I think they get past sweet. All right. Hold on. How about this? How about this? Duke Blue Devils. What's their floor? What's their ceiling? Floor. The lowest, I think, the Sweet 16. The lowest? Lo oh, lowest. I'm sorry. Um, I think, I think, I'll say round of 32. I think they can get out of the first round. If Do you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. I think, and I think the ceiling is Elite Eight. Okay. Because Duke has shown me when Duke's shooting well, they can beat anyone in the country. I'm going to say it right here, right now. Duke at its best can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Kansas, Houston, Alabama, whoever, and they could win. I really can I believe. Make, can, I, can I make the same argument for West Virginia? You can, sure. Mm -hmm. I But I think Duke, because I, I just think Duke at its best, They've got so much. They got the number one recruiting class for a reason. They're, they're they've got. They're unranked for a reason. What? They're unranked for a reason. That's fair, but they also have the number one recruiting class. I think, talent wise, they've got all the talent in the world to beat anyone. It's just whether those players. I think if all right, here's here's a good question for you. How do you think this team does? being coached under Mike Krzyzewski versus John Shire. It's a different story for sure. But you got to remember that Shire's the one that recruits them. So he's the one that's got the relationship. I understand that. I don't yeah. think it's that much of a difference. I think Duke's probably a top 20 team. Because what? They're probably what? 28 right now? Something like that? Yeah, we're like... We're, if we... I'm assuming if we beat NC and UNC, we'll, we'll maybe slide in there. Like oh, 20... I think that I, I don't think it's a team that can win it. And I'm not saying that you're saying that that's what's going to happen, but they'd be a little bit better under Coach K, but not high on them. And obviously, Duke's my team, so I'm obviously going to overinflate them a little bit. But um, realistically, I think Sweet 16 or Elite Eight knockout. All right. All right. I was just curious. I, I know where I stand for West Virginia, but where do you stand for West Virginia? Let's let's go into that. I think they're about as bad as a first round exit and about as good as an Elite Eight appearance. Okay. Because your team's very like which team's gonna show up, right? Yeah. I mean, if we have the team that showed up last night and beats Iowa State when down four players, we're we're winning an Elite Eight game. We're going to the final four. Or the team that, like, just almost beat Kansas. Yeah. If you play the team that's played the last three days for West Virginia, Carrollton is an Elite Eight lock. But if you – You get the team that lost to Texas Tech at home, I don't even want to watch the first round. <laughs> I've been through too much heartbreak in the first round. Don't even ask me about Michigan State. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, I think that that's going to do it for our, you know, our March Madness podcast. And I will say our 20 minutes, not too shabby for us. 
Could have thought it would have been a little bit longer, but um, I got laundry in the uh, washer right now, so I'm glad we're wrapping it up. I got class in an hour, so I got to start thinking about all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, this is our March Madness podcast. Like we said, maybe we'll post our bracket. Yes, JR. Shout out Darnie Dispenders for the idea. There you go. Uh, if, you, if you've been with us for a long, long time, you'll remember the Don and Dispenders interview. It was a good interview, obviously. But, um, yeah, shout out to Donnie for uh for giving us the idea to talk about this. And, you know, we'll we'll maybe have an update or we'll maybe have a, a recap post or something about that later. But yeah, this is our March Madness podcast. So thank you for making it this far. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, that's all I've got. Guess it's about that time for the outro. It is so for double FM sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm J.R. Miserak. And we are signing off. Go Duke. Go ears. Hey guys, Ethan Jer. Thank you for listening to this episode of Double FM Sports. Jer is now going to talk about a partnership we've recently started with Made by Live. Made by Live is a local clothing design brand here in my college town of Morgantown, West Virginia. They make shirts with some of your favorite West Virginia athletes on them for a bargain of a price. Be sure to head over to the Instagram at made.by.live with two V's today. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode and make sure to check Made by Live out.